fix it once at the beginning, and then we'll uh, do it one more, one more time in the course of, or a couple more times in the course of the song, Song of Hope. So uh, please feel free to join in as you are comfortable. And it goes like this. I will rise and sing this song of hope. I will sing this song with you. For I have faith that God through me and you is making all things new. Let's try that. I will rise and sing this song of hope. I will sing this song. For I have faith that God through me and you is making all things new. Sound great. It seems that God has got a plan. This world as only God can, and I am just a traveler searching as are you, and seeking to follow and to do. Here we go. I will rise and sing this song of hope. I will sing this song. For I have faith that God through me and you is making all things new. In times of trial and times of doubt, when it's not clear what God is about, the Spirit it is alive in us, filling our gifts with breath. Our joy is to answer and say yes. I will heal, you will prophesy. Some will teach the timeless truths. Feed the hungry, free the prisoner, guided by the flame. Here we go. I will rise and sing this song. Good morning. Good morning. 
Thank you, Carl, Ron, thank you, Sheila, for that beautiful prelude as well, and you all joined in on that song of hope. It is, uh, it is good that we are here, uh, gathered together in God's house, this nave that takes us through life, this ship that we all board onto each Sunday morning. Uh, we have beautiful music today for you, beautiful music, really encouraging scripture passages to share together as we consider our, our life together. And the entire service is going to be projected for you so you can follow along quite easily. So I welcome you, and if it's comfortable for you, I would invite you to stand as we worship together. Gathered in God's house, we worship in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our gathering him, come all you people, come and praise the Most High. And this first verse is a, a challenge, extra credit verse for you. Uya imose tina matemwari. Uya imose tina matemwari. Uya imose tina matemwari. follow our first hymn with our first prayer, which is the Kyrie, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy, Kyrie eleison. Stay alive. 
And the hymn of praise, let us put on the clothes of Christ. We all sing the refrain, then we'll break into the verses. Carl's going to sing the green part. We'll sing the white part. Lord be with you. Let us pray. Be with us, Lord Jesus, and teach us to pray. Give us the courage and the insight to cast off the grave clothes of hate.
exclusivity and self-righteousness. Send your Holy Spirit to our worship that we might joyfully put on the clothes of Christ, a wardrobe of patience and kindness and humility. Bless our lives and our congregation that we might be a blessing to others. We pray now in the name that is above all other names, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning. Wow. <laughs> the first reading is a reading from the first chapter of Ecclesiastes. The words of the teacher, the son of David, king of Jerusalem. Vanity of vanities, says the teacher. Vanity of vanities. All is vanity. What do people gain from all the toil at which they toil under the sun? A generation goes and a generation comes, but the earth remains forever. The, earth ri or the sun rises and the sun goes down and hurries to the place where it rises. The wind blows to the south and goes round to the north. Round and round goes the wind, and on its circuits the wind returns. All streams run to the sea, but the sea is not full. To the place where the streams flow, there they continue to flow. All things are wearisome, more than one can express. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, or the ear filled with hearing. What has been is what will be, and what has been done is what will be done. There is nothing new under the sun. The word of the Lord. Also be a refrain on this song. Um, it's a nice long refrain. You can just kind of settle into it and sing it. Um, join in as you're comfortable. A uh, song written by Tom Walker, friend of uh, friend of ours here, um, part of the Rural Characters for years, and uh, local singer-songwriter. We are all in the boat. We're all in the boat, drifting on the sea, trying to stay afloat, water as far as the eye can see. But reach into your heart, find a hopeful word, find the healing gesture, and send it off like a bird. Then keep your eyes on the horizon, one day she'll return to leave this fragile vessel safely home. When the waves become like mountains and the rain is pouring down, a leaky boat will barely float and anyone could drown. Well, I do believe
But whatever pain you're drowning in, we're holding out for you. We're all in the boat, drifting on the sea, trying to stay afloat, water as far as the eye can see. But reach into your heart, find the hopeful word, find the healing gesture, and send it off like a bird. Then keep your eyes on the horizon, one day she'll return to leave this fragile vessel safely One day will come a rainbow and all the rain will be gone But we can't afford anyone overboard So help us all hang on And we'll send a bird out daily Though the future is unknown While one of us is homeless None of us is But reach into your heart, find a hopeful word, find the healing gesture, and send it off like a bird. Then keep your eyes on the horizon, one day she'll return to leave this fragile vessel safe. Yeah, let's hear it. Every time we're together, we should appreciate it and be happy. It, it is so good to be together. We've been reminded of that. And I could not agree with you more. I'm, I'm happy to be here. And I have to tell you that I am better, and I am better off when I am here in God's house and with you. So we got the first question down. We're happy to be here. Amen? Amen. How about the second question? Are you weary? Some of you too weary to even, even answer that one. Yeah, fatigued. Fatigued by the pandemic. Tired, weak, and worn from carrying heavy burdens, maybe having a hard time sleeping. My sense is that people are very, very weary right now. The last 18 months has taken a physical emotional and psychological toll on all of us. And it seems that there's very little relief in sight. It's been a most troubling week, has it not? Good news, so hard to come by. From Siberia 
to Europe, in the Middle East, in the Pacific Northwest, the world is burning. And water sources are drying up even as the glaciers are melting. Climate change is an undeniable reality. It has been a most troubling week. The poor people of Haiti can't seem to get a break. I saw a film clip this week of an old man sitting in the rubble after the earthquake. He was crying, saying, They are all gone. Why has God abandoned me? A troubling week. The images from Afghanistan have been heartbreaking. Desperate people fleeing for their lives. Women, young and old, now back in burkas. And meanwhile, the crisis at our southern border continues, and this is not just an American problem. Desperate people from around the world are on the move, crossing borders or trying to cross borders, risking their lives in hope of finding a better life. Walls are going up everywhere, and it seems there's no end to the human suffering. And as much as we would like to be through with COVID-19, we are not through. We continue to wear masks as a sign of our unity in order to protect the vulnerable in our community. The masks here at Trinity Lutheran Church are a part of our commitment to hospitality. And let me be honest with you, I detest this mask wearing. Mostly I grieve not being able to see your smiling faces looking back at me each week on Sunday morning. But this is a minor inconvenience. This minor inconvenience pales in comparison to the sacrifices that were made for us by previous generations. This minor inconvenience cannot be compared with the real suffering that plagues the people of God in all corners of the earth. So I can wear a mask. It's just one way that I can show my love of neighbor. Weary. We are all a little worry, weary. Life is a struggle right now. Even for those of us who are blessed to live in this paradise we call Whidbey Island. Now, if you're not a student of history, you must understand this truth. Life has been a struggle. Life has been a struggle for humans of every time, every land, and every generation. As Kathy just read for us, there's nothing new. Nothing new under the sun. Our text for this morning comes from the 11th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. By the 11th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew, John the Baptist was being held in a dungeon waiting to die. The religious leaders were already plotting against Jesus. The people of Palestine were oppressed by egomaniacal leaders. Crooked tax collectors squeezed them at every turn, and the mercenary foot soldiers of Rome ruled every town, village, and hamlet with a sword. The crowds that pressed in on Jesus were not unlike those at our southern border. They were desperate. There were no choices for them. There were no choices in life. They were simply trying to survive. One more day of trying not to starve to death. One more day of trying to put food on their family's table. And with limited health care and unhygienic living conditions, the life expectancy 2,000 years ago was just 
35 years. What could Jesus possibly say to these people? What could Jesus possibly say to this pathetic mishmash of humanity? He said, come to me. Come to me. Come to me, you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Words of hope. Words of hope spoken to weary people. Aren't we lucky to live in the 21st century as opposed to the 1st century? The answer is yes, by almost any measure. We live longer, we live better, with more freedom than the people of the first century or any other century, I might add. Much has changed in 2,000 years. And yet there is a constant, an unchanged reality, an unchanged reality in every human journey, in every land, among all races, and across all centuries. And that is this, life is a struggle. Always has been. Always will be. There's nothing new under the sun. In 2021, people are pandemically weary. Weak, worn, as we consume a constant diet of bad news. I'm guessing you're a little bit weary this morning. So what is the biggest struggle in your life? Is it a struggle in your dysfunctional family or a marriage that's lost its intimacy? Jesus says, come to me. Come to me, you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Weary. What struggles are you facing right now? Is it the struggle to get up in the morning? Is it a struggle to go to work in the morning? Or is it a struggle to find work or affordable housing? What struggle is it? Addiction? Depression? Disability? Disease? Low self-esteem? You notice I did not ask if you were struggling. That's because by definition, life is a struggle. From the struggle of labor to bring us into this world to the struggle to hold on to this life at the end of the journey. And Jesus says, come to me. Come to me, you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Yeah, we all struggle. Some of us are better at kind of hiding it than others. And some struggles are not quite so visible. They're less public. They're less dramatic. They're not headlines in the would-be record. And, you know, I think those less visible struggles, they might be the worst of all. The struggles we hide behind smiles or masks, the secrets we keep. You know that backpack, that backpack full of worries that we carry around with us? The loneliness of no one knowing what we're carrying there? If you were to peel back the mask of any person sitting near you this morning, you know what you'd see? you would see an insecure, frightened child. You would see someone who is carrying a backpack full of trouble, a collection of worries unique to them, and at the same time common to every human. 
Yeah, there's nothing new under the sun. All things are worrisome, more than one can express. All people are weary from time to time. Now, the Apostle Paul described himself in one of his writings as being tired and weak and worn. And there's no question in my mind that he was tired and weak and worn when he picked up the pen to write to the early Christian church in Corinth. Now, by now, Paul had been persecuted, he'd been shipwrecked, he'd been run out of town, and he'd been imprisoned for his faith. He had visited the people in Corinth, he'd visited that church there, and in this letter, he describes that visit as a painful visit. And in this text, Paul refers to our bodies as clay pots, earthen vessels. What does that mean? It means they're, they're fragile. They're easily broken. And Paul also knows that beyond the body that human relationships are easily broken as well. And he writes these words to the church in Corinth. He said, we have this treasure that is our very being. We have this treasure in clay jars, in earthen vessels. We are afflicted in every way but not driven to despair. We are persecuted, but not forsaken. We are struck down, but not destroyed. Paul accurately describes the human journey. Afflicted, persecuted, struck down, frail bodies, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. And then just for fun, we'll sprinkle in a little climate change and racism and COVID-19 and wildfires. And what do you have? A recipe for depression, don't you? How am I doing so far? (laughs) Paul lays out for them what they already know. And I've laid out for you what you already know, but Paul didn't stop there. He goes on then to say, we do not lose heart. We do not lose heart, even though our outer nature is wasting away, our inner nature is being renewed every day. We do not lose heart. Because ultimately our hope is not in our bodies, not in our careers, not in our bank accounts, and not in our doctors. We do not lose hope. We must not lose hope. We will not let despair win the day. We will not let unfortunate, painful, or even evil realities render us helpless. That's the challenge. How do we get there? How do we survive and thrive and keep positive in the face of struggles that we meet every single day? Well, I'm going to give you a few pointers. These are a few pointers. This is one beggar to another. The first you see up there, and you're doing well on this one already today, but don't isolate yourself. One of the worst parts of this pandemic has been the isolation. I want to encourage you not to isolate yourself. Don't let fear hold you captive in your home. In between the services, I got an email from someone who's only been watching us online streaming, and she said, I'm going to venture out now. Don't isolate yourself. Get out, improve your mental health while still protecting your physical health. 
Don't isolate yourself. Surround yourself with caring people. Be nourished with bread and wine, with cookies and coffee. Be nourished with uplifting music and words of grace. In other words, as we say at Trinity Lutheran Church, put yourself in the path of the gospel. Do not isolate yourself. When I'm alone, I'm in bad company. You see, humans were created to live in community. What is isolation and solitary confinement and time out? Those are punishments. They were never a part of God's intention. We are better together. Put yourself in the path of the gospel. And the second, count your blessings. Now, I want you to really give this some thought. Don't just let it slip out. I want you to dwell on all that is good about your current life circumstance. Matter of fact, I would like to challenge you to spend as much time each day counting blessings as you do watching the terrifying 24-hour news cycle. It'll change your life. Count your blessings. Write them down. And once you've written them down and mused upon them and given thanks for them, let that lead you to practice gratitude. Express your gratitude to everyone you love because they are going to be listed under your blessings. Express your gratitude to them. And express your gratitude to everyone who serves you, from the server at China City to the ferry worker who brings you home after a two-hour ferry wait. I want you to express your gratitude. You see, if we can reorient ourselves, if we can reorient ourselves from scarcity and fear to thanksgiving and gratitude, we can change our lives and we can change our attitude and we can change the island. Number three, inform your perspective. What does that mean? Count your blessings, I get that. What does this mean? What I mean here is I want you to understand history and I want you to understand the cycles of life. The Bible is very clear. The Bible says there will be seasons of weeping. There will be seasons of mourning. But those seasons will be followed always by seasons of laughter and seasons of dancing. Darkness is always followed by light, is it not? Winter always gives way to springtime. Nothing lasts forever. If we can just hold on, hang in there through the darkness, and wait for the seasons to change, they will. I want you to think, now just for a moment, depending how old you are, think about the seasons of your life. You survived the Great Depression. You survived the Dust Bowl. You survived World War II. You survived Korea and Vietnam. You survived the 60s with social unrest, nuclear threat, and the assassination of our leaders. You survived 20 years ago the chaos of 9-11. And you survived the despair of this. (laughs) Give the ball to Marshawn. I think that you might want us to spend time 
That's and we had to watch Tom Brady just, celebrate. Just thinking? Sorry, Pete. My house was full, you know, at a Super Bowl party. That was 2015. And the second that happened, there was screaming and moaning and then total silence. And everyone walked out and left. <laughs> it shook us to the core, did it not? But you know what? We survived that. And the sun did come out the next day. And six months later, there was a new football season. Hang on. Hang on through the darkest night. Hang on knowing that nothing lasts forever. Now, number four. Do what you are able to do. There are things you can do every day that will improve your life and the lives of those around you. There are things you can do every day that will improve your health and thus the life of those around you. There are things you can do every day that will make the fabric of our community stronger. Do what you can do. Do not let the magnitude of the world's problems stop you from doing what you can. Now, you can't do anything about the carbon emissions in China. But don't let that stop you from doing your part right here, right now. Drive less, recycle more, and stop feeding your husband methane-producing Mexican food. <laughs> do what you can. Do what you're able to do. You can still help your neighbors. You can still tutor a student. You can still volunteer at Good Cheer. None of us are helpless. So be empowered by being active. Active participation will lead you out of despair and give you hope. Number five, find beauty. Find beauty in daily life. I want you to look intentionally for beauty. It's all around us, you know. The trees and the water and the eagles flying overhead. We are so fortunate to live here. Find beauty in nature and find beauty in art, the beautiful art that is in our church and in your homes. Look at it. Muse upon it. Find the beauty there. And in the music of these gifted musicians who pour out their heart for us each and every week, find beauty there. Find beauty in the smile of a child. It'll change your attitude. And finally, which I know is the favorite word that you hear from a preacher, finally, <laughs> like in conclusion, <laughs> choose love. Choose love. What is love? It's a choice. What is love? It is choosing to be patient and kind in that very moment. Make the choice in that very moment to be humble, to serve. Guard yourself from arrogance and self-righteousness and judgments and envy. Don't compare yourself with others. No, let life, let love be your guide. Choose love and let it guide you to abundant life. The Bible tells us God is love. Choose love. Choose God's way. Follow Jesus. Love is never out of style. It's never out of season. So if you're weary today, join the club.
We've all been there. Most of us are there right now. But we're not helpless. In just a moment, Carl's going to sing for us. But I want you to let the words and the music lift you up. I want you to listen very carefully because you're going to hear these lyrics. You're going to hear of fainting souls and sorrows. You're going to hear a plea to Jesus saying, touch me and make me whole. My friends, this morning Jesus comes to our fainting souls. And what does He say? Come to me. Come to me, you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Blessed is the one who walks in your favor, who loves all your works and hides them like treasure in the darkest place of our desperate heart. They are light, a strong sure light sometimes I call out your name but I cannot find you I look for your face but you are not there by my sorrows Lord lift me to you Lift me up to your side, Lord of eternity, God of all mercy, look to my fainting soul, keeper of all the stars, friend of Touch me and me. 
it's comfortable, I'd invite you to stand as we lift our hearts now to God in prayer. Kathy is going to come forward as to lead us in the prayers. Uh, we have a sung response, Hear My Cry, O God. We'll sing that now, and then after each petition, we'll come back to that sung response. Let us pray. so far apart, feel so far apart, with a weary, weary heart. Hear my cry, O God, listen to my prayer, listen to my song, singing praises from harm, shelter me from harm, hold me, hold me in your arms, hear my cry, oh God, listen to my prayer, listen to my song, singing prayers Let every heart prepare room for your love that we might have peace, peace at home, peace in our local and national discourse, peace in this weary world. When sin and sorrow infest the ground, let us return to the baptismal promise that you are with us in all things, in all situations, in easy times and hard, in times of plenty, and times of want. Touch us and make us whole. You are our strong, sure light. Hear our cry as we pray for those who are ill and dying. 
give comfort and strength to them and to those who care for them. Remember all those who struggle here at home and in Haiti, Myanmar, Afghanistan, Yemen, Ethiopia, and so many others. Guide the hands that help to bring them hope. Keep us in your heart, O oh God, as we sing. say amen peace of the lord be with you please share a sign of peace and greeting with one another Thank you for sharing in that green and the peace. After the uh, service, I want you to take that good energy right over into the fellowship hall where there's uh, coffee and cookies and cake. And I can see the doors are open in the fellowship hall. Uh, the air is moving through there. Uh, obviously, you're going to have to take off your mask over there to wear, to eat coffee. No? Let's try again. <laughs> coffee is a food. Uh, to drink coffee and thank you. Uh, to drink coffee and, and have that cake. So uh, if whatever you're whatever however you feel comfortable, you can also take this, the food outside if you would like as well. But please do uh, join us afterwards. Uh, what's your church about? Um, we were writing checks this week, and I want to show you those checks and talk to you for just a minute about that. Number one, there it is. We wrote a check this week for $1,000 to Readiness to Learn. Readiness to Learn helps um, young students. Not all students have an equal playing field. Not all of them have all the resources they need to go to school. Readiness to Learn helps them with that. You are helping students uh, for this fall by giving them supplies that they need through this, uh, through this check right here. Okay, next one. Friends of Friends does good work here. They help your neighbors. They help your neighbors with things that insurance 
not going to cover medical expenses, ferry fare, uh, overnights in hotels down at, uh, if, if they have to go to the hospital or something, whatever those, all those other expenses that aren't included, uh, friends for friends, is, uh, they're helping your neighbors all year long. We sent them $1,500 this week. Next one. Compassion International does great work all across the globe with sponsorship of children, but also with relief uh, to uh, many nations across the world that have issues of food scarcity and other issues as well, uh, water problems as well. So we sent that check off this week. Next. Ho uh, homeless Coalition. This is a South Whidbey Homeless Coalition. This is $1,500 to help your neighbors who are having problems with uh, finding homes, not you know, there are homeless in our community, and the Homeless Coalition, we work with them uh, to help those needs. So $1,500 this week. Next. Compass Health. That's Compass Health of uh, Whidbey Island, and that helps your neighbors who are having mental health issues and with counseling and other services. So Compass Health, $1,000 this week, okay? Luther Seminary is in St. Paul, Minnesota. is training the next generation of rostered leaders, clergy, deacons, and musicians for the church. So we sent them $1,000 as well. Is that the last one? Another one? Holden Village. How many have been to Holden Village? Okay. A third of you, a quarter of you. Uh, we, uh, Holden Village is a Lutheran retreat center up at the end of Lake Chelan, up in the mountains. It's beautiful. If you haven't been there, we hope you can go sometime. But we sent them $1,000 to help them with the expenses of the village. Now another one? Yes, there is. Pacific Rim Institute is in Coopville, and it does environmental education and uh, uh, educating people around environmental issues and how we live and care for God's creation, which was a call that we had in the book of Genesis. So we uh, come alongside them in that by giving $1,000 there this week. Is that it? That's it. So all those checks are posted as you go out on the left side. There'll be a glass window towards the Sunwalk Room. All those checks are there. Almost all those checks came out of the 500 series of general fund budget. What does that mean? It means every year from the regular offerings that come up here, uh, from used to come up here, uh, from you, uh, those, those are, uh, we have a 500 series, which is about 40 different charities, local and international, and every year we write checks to them. Uh, so that's money through the general fund. And then there's money through restricted giving, which is like the money that you're giving for wildfires right now. And we've had several thousand dollars come in already for wildfires. If you want to make a difference and help with the wildfires, the ELCA covers all the overhead. So 100% of all that money goes directly to help people on the ground with fires. And all you got to do is write a check to the church, put wildfires in the memo, or you can do that online as well. But thank you, thank you for everything you do that allows your church to do this. And just so you get your head around it a little bit, those were eight checks or whatever they were, but in the 17, 18 months since the pandemic started, you have given away $1,000 roughly every single day since this pandemic started out of this church. So give yourself a round of applause. All right. Uh, other things going on. Um, don't show that picture quite yet. Just hold that picture. I want to ask you, where were you uh, in 1971? Do you remember? Some of you don't remember. <laughs> 1971, the, the best new artist that year were the Carpenters. And the number one song was My Sweet Lord by George Harrison. 
The number two song was Imagine by John Lennon. Uh, just for perspective, Ken Griffey Jr. was one year old. <laughs> Born that year, Elon Musk, Justin Trudeau, the uh, Prime Minister of uh, Canada, and Amy Poehler, the comedian. And on September, or on August 21st, August 21st, 1971, at a Baptist church, First Baptist Church in Glen Ellen, Illinois, we have this picture. Who is it? Dwight and Judy, stand up. We want to compare you. <laughs> there they are. Fifty, fifty years ago, and I don't know exactly what your vows are, but I'm guessing you stood before an altar with a preacher there at the Baptist church and said, better or worse, rich or poor, sickness and health, good moods and bad moods. Uh, you've seen it all for 50 years, and we thank you for standing and serving among us as an example to us. I know you've got your family here. You brought a cake in for the, for the church family this morning. We appreciate that. And, uh, you know, you didn't know what you were getting into 50 years ago, but uh, the number four song that year was Lynn Anderson. I beg your pardon, I never promised you a rose garden. So. <laughs> all right. Okay, let's see. That might be all of my shtick for the day. Um, anything else for the good of the order this morning? Anything else? I should say, too, Paul and Sue Kukuk are not here today. They're celebrating their family, but 51 years for them today, too, as well. So happy for that. All right. If there's nothing else, I'd invite you to stand as we lift our hearts to God again as we sing together the Lord's Prayer. Now as you depart from this place of worship, go out those doors, find your own place of service and ministry, and as you go, may God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine on you and be gracious to you. May God look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And now the big ending from the Hillbilly Shakespeare, Hank Williams, I Saw the Light. Sing along. Praise the Lord, I saw the 
I saw the light. 